Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. This is a time of mystery, a time when imagination is free and moves forward swiftly, silently. This is The Haunting Hour. Southern Star. An ocean liner, several days out of South Africa, plows through the Atlantic toward America. Another turn around the deck, Mrs. Ashworth? Heavens no, Mr. Westcott. My goodness, I haven't walked so much in years. If you don't mind, I'll just collapse on one of these deck chairs for a while. Won't you join me? I'd be delighted. Well, only one more day and then America. It's been a fine trip. Yes, lovely. I really enjoyed it. Atlantic crossings can be very boring unless you meet the right company. <laughs> You've been very charming, Mr. Westcott. Same to you, Mrs. Ashworth. There's one thing I regret, though. What's that? I haven't met your husband. Oh, Frederick. Well, he's been keeping to our cabin pretty much. You see, Mr. Westcott, he doesn't want to mix with people very much this trip. Indeed. Why not? Oh, it's not what you think. Frederick isn't antisocial or anything like that. You see, uh... Oh, well. Of course I can tell you. You see, my husband is with Dubois and Company in New York. Dubois? You mean the big diamond importers? Yes. They commissioned Frederick to travel abroad and purchase the Southern Star for a client. Southern Star? Why... Why, that's one of the biggest diamonds they ever took out of the Kimberley mine. Yes. Naturally, Frederick has to be very careful whom he meets this trip. Oh, of course. He's carrying a precious cargo. Personally, I'll stick to a nice humdrum business like stockbroking. I can't stand excitement. Oh, there's really no danger. It's only a precaution. I, uh... Why, here comes Frederick now. Frederick! Oh, there you are, Emily. I was just looking for you. Frederick, I want you to meet Mr. Westcott. I've told you about him several times. How do you do? I'm delighted to meet you, sir. Mr. Westcott's been charming, Frederick. I've already asked him to drop in on us when we get back to New York. Yes, excellent, excellent. Well, my dear, we'd better go down and dress for dinner. Mm-hmm. You'll excuse us, Mr. Westcott. Of course. I'll see you both later in the evening. Mm-hmm. Possibly, yes. Come along, Emily. Emily. Yes, Frederick? You've made a lot of friends this trip. Westcott and others. Oh, I shouldn't die, my dear. What's wrong with that? Nothing, but you know what I'm carrying in the cabin. I hope you haven't mentioned it to anyone. Of course I haven't, Frederick. 
Good heavens, you talk as though I've been associating with criminals. Radiogram, Captain. Just in from communications. Thanks. Any answer, sir? No. Tell Sparks to send these messages, though. Aye, aye, sir. Captain Miller. Oh, good evening, Mr. Randall. What's the weather report? Good. Good. We ought to be in right on schedule. Yes, yes. It's been a nice, quiet trip. Captain Miller. Captain Miller! Yes? Come in. Why, Mr. Ashford. What's the matter? What's wrong? My wife's disappeared. What? Are you sure? Yes, yes. I can't find her anywhere. I was in the lounge late, and Mrs. Ashworth had retired to our cabin. When I returned, I found the lock broken. My belongings rifled, and my wife had disappeared. And not only that, the diamond's gone. The Southern Star? Yes, but that doesn't matter now. It's my wife, Captain. I've gone all around the deck, asked the stewards, everything. No one's seen her. I'm afraid there's been foul play. The diamond... Steady, Mr. Ashworth, steady. Easy does it. I'll issue an order to search the ship at once. And then we'll take a look at your cabin. an entrance into your cabin here, Mr. Ashworth, certainly left it in an awful mess. Tell me, uh, where did you keep the diamond? In my wife's powder box. She kept it in a locked dresser case. It's gone. Well, what happened seems fairly simple. Someone aboard got wind that you were carrying the Southern Star. Broke into your cabin, surprised your wife. Come in. We've searched the ship, Captain. We haven't found a trace of Mrs. Ashworth. You've made an exhaustive search, Mr. Dennis? Yes, sir. We've looked into every nook and cranny of this ship, sir. I'm afraid she's gone. Overboard. Emily. Then it's true. She's really gone. I, I'm sorry, Mr. Ashworth. I, I know you want to be alone. But first, there's something I must ask you. Can you give me the names of the people your wife met on this trip? The ones she kept company with? Yes. Yes, I, I think I can. There were at least five I knew about. Uh, Mr. Dennis. Yes, sir? Stand by and take down those names. I want to send a radiogram to the police in New York. Yes? Detective Lieutenant Henry Hinge to see you, Commissioner. All right, send him in. Morning, Commissioner. Well, morning, Hinge. Sit down. I've got a little job for you. What is it, sir? Yeah. Read this radiogram. Just came in from Captain Miller aboard the Lexitania. Southern Star, eh? That's quite a haul. With a cool half million, they tell me. That's right. Now, the Lexitania docks at three this afternoon at Pier 17. From here in, it's your baby. A tough baby, if I know anything about these seagoing crimes. In order to prove murder, usually, you have to produce a corpus delicti. The corpus delicti is always somewhere in the Atlantic. Yes, you're right, Inge. But one thing we can be sure of. That big diamond isn't in the Atlantic. Someone aboard that liner has got it. And hopes to get through with it. Well, Lieutenant Inch, they're beginning to come off the Lexitania. Yeah. Everything settled, Hern? Yes, sir. We've got a quarter of the men thrown around the boat. All right. Now, there were five names in that radiogram, Hern. Be sure you get them all. And find out where every person on that passenger list is staying. Right, sir. 
Oh, here comes Mr. Ashwood, Lieutenant. It must be him over there by the customs examiner. The reporters are ganging up on him. Gentlemen, please. Please, gentlemen, I have no comment to make. What? And I won't have until I talk to the police. Come on, Ahern. Better rescue the poor devils in that gang of wolves. Right, Lieutenant. All right, uh, you guys. Move back. Yes, I'm Detective Lieutenant Henry Hinge, Homicide Division, taking charge of your case. Oh, well, how do you do? We'd better get off the pier here and go down to headquarters where we can really talk. Just as you say. I don't know how much information I can give you, Lieutenant Hinge. This terrible tragedy, well, I'm afraid it's unnerved me. Naturally, terrible blow. We'll do our best to get to the bottom of it. Mr. Ashford. Mr. Ashford. Yes? I'm the customs official inspecting your baggage. There's one item you haven't declared. It's in this large trunk. But I I don't understand. I'm quite sure I declared everything. Well, you are. Now take a look at this. Where will I open the trunk cover? Now. Have you declared this? Good heavens. It's my wife. Well, Hinge, are you going to hold Ashworth for the murder of his wife? No, Commissioner. In fact, I've already released him. But the body of Mrs. Ashworth was found in his trunk. That's true, Chief. But it doesn't follow that Ashworth put the corpse in his trunk. In fact, he would be the last man to do so. How do you come to that conclusion? Well, Ashworth is an experienced traveler crossed the Atlantic several times. He'd be sure to know that the customs inspectors would open his trunk for examination. Would it be logical for him to hide the body there when it would be certain to be discovered? Well, uh, no, it wouldn't. Well, there's a second point, too. If Ashworth wanted to dispose of his wife, the easiest way would be to simply dump her overboard during the night. Then there would be no corpse to plague him. Yes, that's true. As I see it, someone's made an awkward attempt to throw a murder rap onto Ashworth. In fact, it's so amateurish, it's almost incredible. Who that someone is, I don't know as yet. There were 1,500 people aboard the Lexitania, and that's going to be quite a screening job. But there's one big break in this case I hadn't counted on. Yeah, what's that? The corpus delicti. It isn't at the bottom of the Atlantic this time, but right down at the morgue. I'm going down there soon and have a good look at it. I always like to see a corpse when there's been a murder. Something you can put your finger on. Yes? Commissioner, this is Sergeant O'Hearn. I hate to put in like this, but I wondered if I could speak to Lieutenant Hinge for a minute. Hey, it's for you, Hinge. It's Sergeant O'Hearn. Thanks. What is it, O'Hearn? Lieutenant, about those five suspects we picked up off of the boat. Mrs. Ashworth's friends. Yes? But they're raising the roof. They say you've got no right to hold them any longer. All right, O'Hearn. Get them together and bring them to my office. I'll interrogate them there, one by one. asking me all those silly questions just because I happened to meet poor Mrs. Ashworth on the boat. It's a shame and a disgrace, that's what it is. My husband's a friend of the mayor, and I'll see that you get what's coming to you, Lieutenant Hinge. I'm sorry, Mrs. Jameson. It's just a matter of form, routine procedure. You're free to go now. Giving me the third degree as though I was a common criminal, as if I knew what happened to that poor woman on the boat. Oh, what a business. What a way to make a living. Yes, Lieutenant? There's one more of those ship's passengers waiting, isn't there, O'Hearn? Yes, the fifth and last. Any luck, Lieutenant? No, they all seem to be on the level. Send in the last one, will you? Right. 
Lieutenant, I wish to register the most violent protest at this unwarranted examination. This is an outrage. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, sit down. Try to make this as brief as possible. Merely a matter of routine. No, you're just off the boat and that you're anxious to get home. Well, well, what do you want to know? Your name? Leonard Wesker. Occupation? Stockbroker. How well did you know Mrs. Ashworth? Not very well. I just met her aboard the Lexitania. We spent some time together and... Now, look here, Lieutenant. You're not implying that, that I... That you what, Fingers? What? What did you call me? Fingers. Fingers Faraday. You ought to know your own name. What? I don't know what you're talking about. So you're a stockbroker now, eh, Fingers? Pretty dull occupation for one of the world's cleverest jewel thieves. I tell you, my name's Wesker. Don't waste my time, Fingers. I've got a long memory for faces. That scar on the thumb of your right hand hasn't changed a bit. Okay, okay. So you know. What of it? I haven't done anything. Where's the Southern Star? I tell you, I didn't have a thing to do with it. I don't know where it is. Better talk now, Fingers. This isn't just a diamond theft. There's a murder rap that goes with this one. Look, Hinge, you've got to believe me. Sure, I knew about the Southern Star, but I never got a crack at it, honest. I don't know where it is or how Mrs. Ashworth got knocked off. The jury might not believe a man with your record, Fingers. Better talk now. I'm not saying anything. I don't know anything and you can't prove anything, see? All right, we'll put you on ice for a little while. Maybe your memory will come back to you. Our story, The Mystery of the Southern Star. As you will recall, Frederick Ashworth and his wife had gone to South Africa to purchase the fabulous diamond called the Southern Star for the New York jewel importing firm of Dubois and Company. On board the liner Lexitania, on the return voyage to America, Ashworth's cabin was rifled, and both his wife and the diamond disappeared. The ship's captain radioed New York police, and Detective Lieutenant Henry Hinge met Ashworth at the pier. The two men were just about to go down to police headquarters when the customs inspector opened one of Ashworth's trunks. It contained the strangled body of his wife. Ashworth is heartbroken over the death of his wife, and the disappearance of the fabulous diamond, the Southern Star, means little to him in his grief. Detective Lieutenant Hinge, in his investigation of the case, has come to the conclusion that Ashworth is innocent of the murder. For Ashworth is a traveled man and knows too well the thoroughness of examination by the customs officers. And Hinge really wanted to dispose of his wife. The simpler method would have been to push her overboard in the night. Of the 1,500 passengers aboard the murder ship, the Lexitania... Henry Hinge questions five who had met Mrs. Ashworth on the voyage to America. From these people, he learns nothing at all. But then a man called Westcott, a stockbroker, is brought in for questioning. And a gleam of memory flashes in the veteran police lieutenant's mind. Hinge remembers the face. He knows that Westcott is none other than Fingers Faraday, one of the world's cleverest jewel thieves. Hinge accuses Fingers of stealing the Southern Star and says to him, 
Man, my jury might not believe a man with your record fingers. Better talk now. I'm not saying anything. I don't know anything, and you can't prove anything, see? All right, we'll put you on ice for a little while. Maybe your memory will come back to you. I tell you, there's nothing to remember. I didn't do it. I swear I didn't. Cool off, fingers. This time we've got a murder on the high seas and the corpus delicti. You know, I've got a funny feeling. That corpse may have something to tell us. You have any idea what it could be? No, no, I tell you... Okay, suppose you cool your heels in the cell while I go down to the morgue and have a little talk with the corpse. Well, Albert, I'm pretty cheerful this morning. Ah, hello, Lieutenant Hinge. You know me, whistle while I work. There's business here at the morgue. Bowman, Lieutenant. Bowman. I got three new customers today and never a complaint. I don't know where I'm going to put them all. We're full up. <laughs> Medical examiner got here yet? Uh, Mr. Adams? Yeah. Uh, no, I ain't seen him. Uh, you and him meeting somewhere here this morning? Yeah. Mrs. Ashworth. Ah, oh, she lives right over here in drawer 634. Oh, here's the medical examiner now. Uh, morning, Hinge. Morning. Albert. Are we all ready to look at the body? Yes, sir. I'll bring her right out. There she is. Now, if you gentlemen will excuse me, I have a little work to do. Well, Adams. Hmm. Strangled by a person or persons unknown. Marks on the neck indicate someone with powerful hands did the trick. Victim put up a struggle. Uh, note the bruises on the back and face. Yeah. My guess is that rigor mortis set in about... Uh... Wait a minute. That's strange. Very strange. What? The victim's mouth is shut tight. That's right. Strangled victim always dies with his mouth wide open, fighting for air. Precisely. It's quite clear that the killer forced Mrs. Ashworth's mouth shut after she was dead. Although, for what reason, I haven't the faintest idea. I think I may have. Adams, when can you arrange an autopsy? Oh, I'm not sure it's necessary. Cause of death is obviously strangulation. However, I could make all the arrangements by tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, eh? I'll be fine. Come in. Why, it's Mr. Ashworth. Yes, Lieutenant Hinge. I, I, I'm sorry. The medical examiner and I were just looking over your wife's body. You shouldn't have come here, Mr. Ashford. Well, I I came to claim my wife's body for a proper burial. I'm afraid we can't release her now, Mr. Ashworth. But why not? I'm her husband, her nearest living relative. Surely you don't think I wanted to stay in this cold and dismal place among all these other corpses? Lieutenant Hinge, I want my wife to have a decent burial now. It's sacrilege to keep her here. I'm sorry, Mr. Ashworth. Under any other circumstances, of course, you could claim the body. But this is a criminal investigation. We're planning to form an autopsy on uh, Mrs. Ashworth tomorrow. Autopsy? Yeah. Yes, but, but what on earth will that prove? I'll know better when we finish it. Well, I'll not permit it. Do you hear? I'll not permit any such nonsense. I have my legal rights and I'm going to exercise them. Ah, you seem pretty upset. Yeah. You see, I blame him, though, Adams. For all a woman's his wife. Uh, you're all through with my client, Lieutenant? Yes, Albert. All through. Put her away now. Well, this is my last one. Number 634. Out pretty late, huh? <laughs> All the rest of my children are sleeping for the night. Well, in you go now. 
Adams, that the morgue depresses me more in the morning than it does at night. Yes, me too. I've been in here a thousand times, and I can never get used to it. And by the way, Hens, I see by this morning's paper that you've released Fingers Faraday. Yeah. We didn't really have anything on him, except the fact that he was on the Lexitania. You can only hold a man on suspicion so long. Yes, I suppose so. That crook is capable of anything. Well, here we are. Hmm. Albert doesn't seem to be around. Well, still a little early in the morning. Let me see. Uh, Mrs. Ashworth's body was in drawer 634, wasn't it? That's right. Ah. Here we are. Shroud and... Hinge. Hinge, look. Yes? Why? Why, it's the body of Albert, the morgue keeper. He's been strangled. But where's Mrs. Ashworth? Hmm. Somebody with a grim sense of humor came in and stole the corpse last night. And I think I know who it is. Where's the phone, Adams? Oh, there on the desk. Oh, poor Albert. He was such a cheerful fellow. Operator! Operator! Get me Sergeant O'Hearn, homicide. Police headquarters, at once. <laughs> Talking. Oh. Now, look. I told you, newspaper boys, I'd break this case within 24 hours, and I will. That's a promise. Yes, I'll even tell you why anybody would want to steal a corpse. Now, be a nice fellow and leave me alone for a while, will you? I've got a lot to do. Lieutenant Hinge. Oh, it's you, Mr. Ashworth. The newspapers are full of this terrible episode down at the morgue. If you'd have turned over the body to me yesterday, this wouldn't have happened. It's disgraceful, sir. Disgraceful. I demand action. Where's my wife? Suppose you tell me, Mr. Ashworth. What did you say? I said, suppose you tell me. You know where she is. Why, why this is absurd. Ridiculous. Is it, my friend? Well, you can't prove one word of this preposterous accusation. Can't I? Certainly not. I defy you to try. All right. Let's begin at the beginning with the motive. In the first place, you needed money badly. You lost heavily at gambling and also through bad business investments. Very heavily. How did... You know that. Investigated. Routine here at the department. All right, let's go on. Your wife was heavily insured, and you had the Southern Star aboard the Lexitania. They both added up to money. So you strangled your wife, forced the gem down her throat, and closed her mouth so it wouldn't be detected. Then you stuffed her in your trunk, messed up the cabin, and reported to the captain. Am I right? <laughs> You're talking nonsense. I'm talking logic. The trick was clever. Point number one, it diverted the attention of the police, including myself, from you as the killer, just as you figured. Naturally, a man in his right mind wouldn't use the trunk to hide the corpse, knowing that customs would surely open it. <laughs> Go on, Lieutenant Hinge. I find this very funny. I don't think you will later. But to get back, hiding the Southern Star in your wife's throat was a clever way to get it by the customs officer. An almost foolproof way, and it worked. You reasoned that all you had to do was claim your wife's body for burial, take it home, and recover the diamond. When you were balked in this, you entered the morgue, killed Albert, left him in the drawer, and took the body of Mrs. Ashworth away. Very pretty. Very pretty and rather macabre. But you can't prove it. Oh, yes, I can. There's one little detail. One little detail on which a jury will send you to the chair, Mr. Ashworth. And what's that? You were the only outsider who knew in which morgue drawer your wife's body was located. Drawer 634. It would have taken you hours to find it otherwise. You saw the number when you came in to claim the body. And you went straight to it when you returned. No. No, it... It could have been someone else, I tell you. That's not enough. You'll never convict me on that. 
Finn speaking. Lieutenant, we found the body. It was buried in the cellar of the Ashworth place here. Good work, O'Hearn. What about the diamond? We got that, too. Found it in a bureau drawer upstairs. Well, that's that. What about Ashworth himself, Lieutenant? We haven't located him. Oh, that's all right, O'Hearn. Don't worry about him. He just came down to headquarters here to give himself up. Shadows and stillness. Mystery weaves a spell of strangest fascination, charging the mind with doubts and fears. For mystery is a strange companion, a living memory in the haunting hour. (laughs) 